Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike, the intern, back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So I personally didn't see any issues with people getting too cold. Um, No emergencies, no one calling the ambulance around me. But I did read an article last night. They had about 15 emergencies at Arrowhead over the weekend. What the authorities are saying up there now, there's... You know, there's a time for being macho and a time for facing realism. And some of those folks, especially the younger group, say, hey, we can withstand this. But guys, when it's zero and below, the human body can only take so much. Anyway, if the authorities report there were 15 individuals hospitalized for hypothermia and more than oh, several dozen treated for that uh, uh, hypothermia, but then released from the warming centers that they had at Kansas City, which which was a good thing. You had to have them. But the fact of the matter remains that conditions were dangerous. Players got out there and played, but they, that's just it. They are, in a sense, protected. They have big heaters there on the sideline, number one. And number two, that equipment does, is heavy. And it does protect a little bit from the harsh conditions. Nonetheless, for the fans, and it did list the crowd at being around 71,000. I think that may have been padded a little bit, but over and above that, there were many thousands who did show up, and really that's the key, and more power to them. But for heaven's sake, be careful. I'll tell you, uh, I didn't see this personally, neither did anyone I was with, because we were all a lot smarter. But uh, I did see some comments after that article came out about it. Got a couple people seeing some Dolphins fans walking in like sweatpants and tennis shoes because <laughs> they just didn't know. They were just going. You know what I mean? And that's not smart. So, uh, and then obviously one of the comments was exactly what that person wore, which matched what I wore. And I was like, that's the way. And that's the only way you're going to survive that stuff. Now, on to Buffalo, what's the weather looking like in New York? Well, I don't put a whole lot of credence in extended forecasts. And right now, as we speak, Buffalo is getting dumped upon again. But you see, when you live close to a lake, like it's going to happen. You know that's part, of, that's part of winter. Lake affects snow. And they have a lot of it. And it is heavy snow. It's got a lot of moisture in it. But according to the forecasts, It'll be dry on Sunday. Temperature will be in the high teens, the low 20s, and that's not below zero. That's above zero, thank you. That's like, better than it was in Kansas like City. It'll feel like spring to those guys. Yeah, it probably will. But uh, the game should go on with uh, all intentions in- intact. And uh, certainly right now it doesn't appear as though there'll be any delays at all. But it is Buffalo, New York, and the things are rather chancy. But, hey, I, I look for a good football game. Uh, obviously, everything after the Peacock streaming thing, everyone's starting to really pay attention to the fact that one day you might have to pay to stream your favorite team. Uh, I heard that Amazon made a play to try and get some baseball coverage that was uh, kind of turned down, kind of agreed upon, but they wanted them all. That has something to do with the uh, Valley Sports situation, Well, right? Valley Sports is going under. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's yeah. any question about that. They've already declared bankruptcy. But they did, they being Bally's, and Diamond Sports, which is the major group that owns Bally's, did tell the Cardinals yesterday they would pay in full. Now, uh, it was a fee of $61 million a year, which was, you know, that's not chicken feed for the Cardinals. It did help with their procurement of maybe uh, Latin players or or foreign players from the USA or things things of that nature. It It did help their roster. 
but it's also chancy. And there's a, there's a, I won't say a fair chance, but a circumstance in which Valley Sports could go under this season and not fulfill their agreement. Well, Mr. Moselak, who is the president of the Cardinals, did say the Cardinals have contingency plans. The fans will see the games the way they had been scheduled. Right now, they'll be on Bally's. So it'll probably be a separate Cardinals Blues network or whatever the circumstances might be, but it'll be some situation in which you pay extra to see those games, but you will see them. How about, here's an idea, just get a ticket. <laughs> Bears make it out of Terre Haute. Mike, this may sound uh, paradoxical in some respect, but I didn't think the Bears played badly at all. They shot 45% from the field, which is very good, and that's acceptable. They had seven trays. Maybe they have their three-point game back intact. They had 36 points in the paint. They were able to horse with Indiana State, which is a very good team. Couldn't stop Indiana State. 88-66 to is the final score, and that is about the margin of difference in the two teams. The Sycamores are big and strong and fast, and they run back picks. That's very typical of Indiana basketball, <clears throat> excuse me, running the back pick offense, and the Bears couldn't meet it. Indiana State had a number of points. They had 38 points in the paint. That's layups and uh, shots underneath the goal and so forth, and within about a, oh, a seven- or eight-foot parameter. And the Sycamores made those. Made those. They also have some very good athletes. One kid, uh, uh, Avila, Robbie Avila, is a sophomore. He doesn't look like a basketball player at all out there, but he is one of the best in the nation. Look, and they call him the College Jokic. Jokic is the star of the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Well, that's what this kid looks like. He's big and. He doesn't look athletic at all, and all he did was unathletically score 24 points. (laughs) But Indiana State has a very good basketball team. It's not a fluke. Coach Schertz has done a very nice job with that team. They're they're good. How did uh, the Tigers do in Alabama? Not very well. Alabama is a very athletic ball club. Missouri is, too. Missouri's quick and can shoot the ball, but I tell you, Alabama is not undefeated in the SEC for no reason at all. They're now 4-0, and... They put it to Missouri 93-75 to last night. Alabama can score. They're very quick. They crash the boards. Nate Oates has done a very nice job of bringing that team together. And, yeah, while football is king in Crimson Tide country, basketball is getting there, too. They are they're a very good team. SEC is tough, man. It just is. Um, last but not least, the uh, Panthers and Lady Panthers got some action coming up. They do, tomorrow night. They'll play 24 hours from now, and this is a newcomer to the league. They're going to Fayette, Iowa to play Upper Iowa University. Upper Iowa has joined the uh, Great Lakes Valley Conference also in football. Drury doesn't play football, but Southwest Baptist does. So the uh, Upper Iowa team will has already been down here once to play football. And now Drury will go up there for a doubleheader, men's and women's, and that's tomorrow night that they play. Fayette and I was up in the, oh, a little bit above the central part of the state, but gearing more toward the northeast. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be a pretty good matchup for Drury. And luckily for them, inside. Ned, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.